Welcome to Mental Speak, 
mental and emotional balance. You are now locked into the Mental Speak Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. And I'm back. We worked it out. We worked it out. Welcome to Mental Speak Fish and <laughs> Mental Speak Family. I am so excited today. I'm 40. Woo! 40 revolutions around the sun have occurred. I made it. I'm here. I'm alive. It's it's a crazy thing. I'm I'm so surprised uh, that that this has actually happened. Uh, Shout out to everyone who made this possible, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, really exciting to have this on, um, you know, to follow my birthday. So much going on. We've got a full moon. we got a full moon eclipse. eclipse. Yeah. Mercury in retrograde. All of it. What? All of them. And Jamie Gravy, Gravy is going to New York. Sayonara. Bam. Sister. What is this? About to go swimming with the fishes. What? <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys, for being here today, Lauren. Uh, you, you guys, I, you know, I couldn't think of a better way to spend my day celebrating my birthday on air, but with you all. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, oh, God. Wayne Holmberg's in the house. What's up? Listen. So the goal today was to celebrate. It's just a day of celebration. I want to say goodbye uh, to Jamie Gravy. We want to send him off and, uh, you know, just show him a lot of love today. And so what I wanted to do is a one of a kind open mic over the air. I don't know who's coming, you know, but Wayne is here. So we at least have one and fifty dollars is going to go to the winner. It's a lot nice. of doll hairs. It is. It's a lot of doll hairs. Or good. to the it's, only it's guy. It's an easy radio up. station to find comics, so come on out. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Just get to thir- thirty and three sixty. <laughs> you, can, I mean, fifty dollars. Like, and if if you got the best bits, you win. Don't act like no, you're honestly. not broke. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I see you fools on Facebook. <laughs> 50, fifty bucks. That's a paid gig, bro. That, seriously, that's yeah. Uh, right here at the Metal Speak Show. I made less doing shows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all better get in here and give. Wayne a run for his money. All right. You got to do it. So, you know, typically, yes, every week we're bringing the topics, uh, having discussions about the social and personal issues uh, that contribute to emotional imbalance. That's what we do at Mental Speak Radio. But every now and then I like to have my comedy family come in and we take the edge off uh, through laughter, which I believe is medicine for a lot of what is ailing us in society today. So, but this week, today is my birthday. Jamie's leaving next week. Hey. My birthday. So we got to celebrate today. And I just want to thank you to everyone who is tuning in around the world. Sit in with us. We're just going to be having a good time. I'm going to do some throwbacks to 1978. What? That was the, that was the year of my, again, my. Good year. Yeah. Oh, man. It really was. Man. Mom. It was all over the map. It was. It kind of sucked, though. It, I, <laughs> listen, I'm just going to be honest. I did like Saturday Night Fever. Hmm. You did? I did. Oh, okay. But a lot of the music in 1978 was a little whack. Well, it was a transition period for music, you know? it was you were, We were yes. coming out of disco and, and getting into 80s uh, pop, you know, J- J- um, Rick James kind of 
Prince era. You know, it, it definitely was a weird. It's it's. I feel like it, music goes through those those times of awkwardness. It's almost yes. like a teenager. Yeah. You know, when they kind of they get zits on their face, their voice is squealy. They don't. They're not really as cool as they think they are. You're you know? totally describing me right now. Yeah. Like my whole life, <laughs> just <laughs> just awkwardness and you know just weirdness <laughs> and not really sure of itself. That's me. Totally. No, but you're right. It was like the backlash of disco. Uh, the number one song was Shadow Dancing by Andy Gibb, Ooh. 1978, y'all. As, as it should have been. As it should have been. Night Fever. Oh, I love Night Fever. But here's the worst, y'all. I hate you got the Grease soundtrack. Fair yeah. enough. Oh. Fair enough. Why did it have to come my year, though? Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh. <laughs> I do. I, however, I will say I do like the song "Grease" though by, by, it's some, by Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley, yeah. It's the word. It's the word. Yeah, but you're you're the one that I want is also charted. Who? Number thirteen. Who? Who? who, who? John Travolta and Olivia. <laughs> no, no. Don't play with me. The song. <laughs> Even the songs by people that I typically like, I don't like. Lay yeah, down, Sally. Eric Clapton. Ooh. Is Rod Stewart in that list somewhere? Rod Stewart, I think, is on here. Yeah, I, that let would me make see. sense. Wait, when did Maggie May come out? Oh God, probably 1978. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great song. Oh, it was a great song. 19- oh, then it was 1977. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it wasn't my year. Like I don't know. Probably this exact date. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. But so, so it is your. Ex- to, it's not like not. We're not. You know, you have your show on Friday. We're yes. not like celebrating your birthday. On a different day because it's your radio show. It's actually your birthday. I, the twenty seventh, seven twenty four a.m. My poor little mother, no drugs, <laughs> no oh. drugs, oh. right? Hmm. This Great little way. pushy, Mm-mm. bossy, you know, have it her way, self centered chick <laughs> says, "I'm coming in the world." You know, forget your drugs and your painkillers <laughs> and things of that such. Here I come. And mm. and I was there July twenty seventh. Nice. Yes. Seven. Eight, we couldn't seven have timed this better, man. No, this is great. We couldn't. All right. I know that. that, that it is crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. No, but I, I I do. I feel that that you know that we're supposed to be here. Like we're supposed to be doing this, because to me, you know, I believe in in a soul family. I believe that certain people's energies just align, and you just you you meet people and you talk to them. I don't remember where it had to have been at the improv. I think so. Yeah, and you had been doing comedy probably maybe a little bit before me. I think you had just kind of possibly. Yeah, probably about the same amount of time. And so I just remember you going on stage. For those of you who don't know, Jamie Gravy is he, he's our I, I would like to say our rising star uh, here in Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> I, I got it. What? What fool? What? I'm just He's I'm reality. just getting into it. Oh oh, the camera. Oh, play to it. He's playing to it. If you're on Facebook. <laughs> what? what happened? I'm like, there's a bug on the wall. Look, I'm very she literal. Just to... Like like I'm totally abstract in my own head, but when other people do it, it just throws off my game. My bad. <laughs> a little autistic in that way. This is radio, Jamie. This is also me trying to like, you know, I you know when people say things like that, I don't really know how to, how to. Uh, you know, respond you know to, to it. it, so it yeah. makes me feel weird. So I just do weird things like, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wah, wah, <Yeah>. wah. <laughs> right? I mean, no, but I, I, I hear you. It, it's, I think for you, you're gonna have to get used to it. It's just gonna be a matter of you have talent, 
um, and you have developed your talent over time. And some people, you know, I want to, and, and I say the same thing to you. The people are going to hate because maybe they see someone surpassing them. But remember, there were some people in the gifted and talented classes, right? Like, not everybody got not me, this. but there, there were there were some kids. Yeah, I remember that. Met them before, <laughs> if, for sure. If comedy had a gifted and talented class, there are some people that just grasp the principles of comedy, which I would like for us to talk about today. Just get y'all's thoughts on that. But I I believe that some people just grasp it a little. It, it's just a natural talent, yeah. And you soar, you move more quickly than other people have and there can be jealousy in our circle yes sure there is <laughs> i mean we're not insecure at all no, right no, never heard of an insecure comedian no. what <laughs> what is that well i think that i think jealousy too i mean that's in any i feel like any walk of life yeah. any any endeavor any you industry choose, yeah any, any industry is gonna happen yeah. you know so you i know. think that's fair i think it makes sense too like I don't think it's super like you're saying super foreign to any of us. Mm-hmm. I think it's expected. Yeah, it happens. You know? I don't think it. I don't think it needs to be that way. But we're but, human. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is we're what human. it is. But it does help. I think some people drive themselves to be like, well, they're doing this, so I should be able to get this, you know, better. You know, it's just the way you use that energy, I, I agree. right? Yeah, like, right. well, he's doing good, so I should be able to get there, you know, and make myself better, and then I can get there someday, you know? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, ah, oh, screw that guy, he's just mm-hmm. he's just stealing the spotlight and all that. Yeah, it should definitely be looked at as, oh, look, it's it's possible. Yeah. So it yeah. can be it can be done. It's it's this you know it's that you know so it should you, you should use it as fuel. I think like you said yeah. like how you use it the energy you know. And I'm a, I'm always honest. Like I'll be straight up. Yeah, I I've I've have felt and feel those, you know, in a, not necessarily comedy, but I mean you feel a certain kind of way. You see someone getting ahead, and you know it's something that you desire for yourself. I think a bigger part of it is learning to turn to the self and say well what do i need to do you know what can i do better or differently or even is this for me Hmm. you know what i mean in some instances so nonetheless but back to that so so we met and just you know watched you grow over this period of time next thing you know you're getting on planes going to boston (laughs) it was it was one it was just one plane it, it was no you you, you, when you came back, back. Well, you back. back. Came back. Oh, no, okay planes <laughs> two planes that to and from yeah so I'm kind of yeah. yeah you got it right you exactly. an Amtrak back plural <laughs> no layovers no layovers plural Ooh. but you get there and it, I mean you literally fast track do you feel like Eddie Griffin fast tracked you did that kind of give you some clarity it, to where you want it to go yeah oh for sure uh, I mean I feel like everybody kind of wants it to start going in that direction when you get into comedy you just kind of wonder like you know it, it, you know like man how how long maybe will that will it take to happen um, what will it look like and then I think in everybody's mind is it can it really happen is it really possible so that trip was extremely surreal um that was right around the time Lauren and I had just met. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, she was, you know, we were talking on the phone quite a bit during that whole experience. Because it was just, it's crazy. You know, it's a very crazy experience. And um, so very surreal. And then, obviously, yeah, I did a lot of big things whenever I moved, or when I got back. You know, the, the, the Dallas comedy scene, mm-hmm. it just started opening a lot of doors for me here within the scene, which was great. You know, it was, it was awesome. 
um, and a big learning experience, you know, kind of a lot to handle, right? You know, yeah. people start expecting a little different things from you. You know, you show up to an open mic and then, you know, you're trying to work on new crap. People just expect you to like be, be killing it all the time. It's like, hey, no, man, I'm still trying to figure this out, you know, so it, it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. And mics help you make get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. I still need them. What's the journey been like for you just observing his growth since you met him? Oh, my God. I think it's been incredibly um, beneficial to me to see, like, the behind the scenes of before I even started comedy to see what this is like. I didn't even – I had never been to an open mic. I had no idea. And I didn't start until I had been to, like, four or five maybe open mics just to kind of see what it was like so it's really i think a kind of unique experience to have and i'd already always wanted to do comedy i was i have found a notebook that i wrote stand-up comedy when i was like 12 it's gold for sure i'll probably use it <laughs> later man when i get really good at this I memoirs really, or something. i really should um not a lot of it makes sense but um <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i was getting really abstract it was yeah. before my time i think um <laughs> But, You're like a little saffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saffy. But, but bad at it is the difference. <laughs> I think saffy's a little in a league of her own. But no, it's been absolutely invaluable to yeah. to get to be part of that process, and then to also get to experience it on my own. Because mm-hmm. when we had a lot of time apart, it was amazing for me to. I was like, now I want to do it exactly how I want to do it in my own way. We're very similar in the way we both like to make our own mistakes. And, yeah. like, I don't want somebody to tell me how to do comedy at right. all because right. I want to mess that up on my own and mm-hmm. Jamie's Express. So you don't like when you get off stage and somebody goes, let me tell you what you can do, tighten that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that or when they tell me what to wear when I get off stage <laughs> about how to, how to dress. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, it's always fun yeah. as a woman. Wear a turtleneck. Right. No, I've been told I need to wear very baggy clothing. Right. Uh, so that so baggy clothing, so that um, people will pay attention to what I'm saying. Yeah. I just feel like I need. If that's the case, I need to get better jokes. I think is the nineties, nineties, right? And Jankos, yeah. I think Jankos would be ideal. And I'm so, you know what? The, and this is a unique experience. I'm actually glad that you're here because when I have other lady comics on, mm-hmm. it's a conversation that always comes up. Right, of course, yeah. It, and does it ever die? Where we're not having to think about that in our minds because I have been told to dress up to accentuate my lady parts. Really? Yeah. But not like in a negative way. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't. And and so, but I think people don't understand that that is kind of, it becomes nerve wracking because, right? Like, I think to myself, well, I'm kind of quirky. But then I'm like, no, that's why you should dress sexy. And I'm like, why do, I don't know right. someone else then I guess oh, I, a, I don't know that's so frustrating I don't know I, the way I think of it is with things like that I always count thoughts as currency in my head that's the way I go with it right so if I'm spending so many uh, more of my thoughts trying to decide how to get less sexual harassment or make you not say stuff like that to me it's kind of like I'm, I would like to spend those things thinking about jokes instead like I don't get to sp- work on jokes the exact same amount of time. We all have things that take away our right. thought currency and whatever like that, but that's just kind of how it's, it is in my head. I love that that's thought deep. currency. That's, a, that's really that's awesome. deep. I, I read let sometimes. Us, let us ponder <laughs> the depth of that. No, but the, really, that is, that's actually, and th- I think for myself, that's where I've kind of come to where I'm like, I do want people to focus on what I'm saying. Maybe the visuals over time fade Mm. 
to where people can respect what we're saying? I don't know. I just feel like it's just always something on our table that Jamie and Wayne don't have to worry about. <laughs> you know, here we are, you know, worrying about. I was told not to show so much camel toe, so. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jamie, you don't have that problem, do you? Yeah. No. No, just moose knuckle. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just different. Knuckle. They're different. I think they call it a Melvin. <laughs> a Melvin. <laughs> a Melvin. <laughs> so for you, then Eddie Griffin, that show said to you, I I can do this myself. I can be here in this in this northern market. Like, what was the next I think, thoughts? Um. Well. Uh, you know, it, that's interesting. It didn't really, I don't know if it really showed me about being in that area necessarily. You know, like, I don't know if it really showed me that I should, I belong in the Northeast necessarily. But what it showed me was uh, that I've got something that, that, you know, a person of that comedic, you know, level thinks is good enough to be with. That's what that show, so that's what I've been I think thinking about this whole time um, since that trip really it was like okay man is this is this where I belong maybe a little silly you know prematurely perhaps but I think it definitely showed me like where I'm where I want to be or possibly where I'm heading hopefully where I'm heading you know but definitely yeah. showed me like maybe this is a a league I'm it felt like I was trying out. You know what I mean? Almost felt like I was a college player that was going to the NFL Combine to let the scouts look at me. That's what wow. it felt like, you know. Which is, uh, you know, stressful. <laughs> Just a little bit. Theater in Boston. So the Berkeley holds uh, fifteen hundred, I believe, and um, you know, and he had two two shows did back to did back. Both shows, yeah, yeah, we did both shows. Man. I mean, it was it was nuts. I mean, it had. Uh, you know, I had the second balcony, and I'd only seen that once before, but not with near as many people. So, and obviously the stage was, you know, way bigger. You know, I mean, it was Eddie Griffin Showtime special. Oh yeah, and uh, so it was, it was something else. Just seeing the production that goes into something like that, seeing the crew, the the directors talking to each other. I mean, the behind the scenes stuff that you don't even see on documentaries. You know what I mean? You're just like, man, this is like, this is real life. You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Really crazy stuff. Yeah. And so for you, in, in your mind, that said, I can stand at the next level. And and now I'm mentally prepared to do this next this next step. It's kind of the same thing that I know for myself. Each stage has, it's almost like you, you go to that next level. You're a little bit crazy with it. For me, it literally was like a new insanity, mm. new anxieties, mm. new fears, new... Um, self-doubt mm. new questioning of whether or not I could even manage or, or handle that next level but then you kind of calm within it and then you're like okay I can do this okay I think I can do this are you ready for the day that you step off that plane and you get there and you're moving in and and I, I don't know I, I, time only time will tell you know yeah. I mean, that's what's crazy about it. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to be there. At this point, I'm just you know it, the anticipation is driving me nuts. You know, just just the build up to getting there. Um, and you know, once I get there and I get in a groove, uh, you know, it'll be nice to be able to figure out how my day to day life is going to look. Right. Um, but I am ready to start grinding out the comedy scene out there. I can't wait. I can't wait till I'm like really like figuring out my routine, 
you know, and getting in there and knowing which mics to hit on which days. Like, I can't wait for that, you know, to, for that to become regular to where I'm like, I'm getting familiar with the people running it. And it's just like, and it's kind of like ingrained in my everyday life. That'll be really exciting once I get to that spot. Because then I can, like, I can really focus right. and attack, like, the things I'm working on and, and, and play again. You know, really. I feel like the first, you know, year or two or, or however many it takes to, to start working for clubs, I feel like you're just a kid on a playground. You're playing. You're checking out every obstacle, every little part of the jungle gym. You just want to yeah. see what they all do. You're just playing around. Then you start getting shows, and you just start thinking, okay, which ones are working the best? Because i got to start doing really good shows, right? Well, and when I go to New York, they're not going to give a crap what I did here or in Boston with Eddie Griffin. They're not going to care. You know, you got to reprove yourself. So it's going to be kind of nice to get back in the jungle gym and play around a little bit. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hear an excitement. Any Any fear? Any... A lot of An fear? Overwhelmingly <laughs> huge amount of fear. Because you, you wouldn't believe this, but like there's like Sammy, the owner of Fishbowl, for instance, she's not a person that operates. And she's like, okay, sweet. Like, this is cool. I'm like, how do you do that? Mm. It sounds amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but clearly, Jealous. we are not torn from time. that. Gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. But what is it about us that. Each time, I don't know about you guys, if you're how you deal with your anxiety of, of getting ready to do a show. Like, I'm a nervous wreck, hmm. I'm literally a wreck. How do you guys manage your fears as it comes to knowing that you're going to put out new bits or go into a new room? Or, you know, how do you how are you guys handling that? I am obsessively early, <laughs> I deal with it with like punctuality. I want to get in the room and be there. As for as long as possible beforehand and see the people that are in the audience and do that. And I'm usually okay. I'm always nervous, but I'm okay as long as the four to five minutes before I get on stage, I can be by myself and just kind of focus. If somebody talks to me right before I get on stage, I don't, it takes me forever to get comfortable on the stage if I do get comfortable at all. And I'm not in long enough sets yet that I'm not doing a 30 minute set, you know? So, yeah, yeah. It's for me. I don't know about anything. Yeah, yeah. I hate when people are talking to me right when I'm going up, you know, oh, and they're just like, oh, man, the, well, what's, yeah. what's next? What are you oh, doing tomorrow? God. I'm just like, well, let's talk Yo, later. What are you doing tomorrow? Got to get in the you zone, wait, man. Got to get in the zone. Yeah. Not this. Oh, Would you talk to Des Bryant for he gets yeah, on right. you know? Uh, she gave me a lime. I specifically said a lemon. Who cares? What about you, Wayne? Uh, usually a good chemical balance in my system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I can't. I, I actually, that, I had a little, I can't remember what I drank. It was some type of whiskey or some, whatever it was, at Hope Floods uh, at the uh, comedy convention out there. And it just blanks my mind out. Mm. And I think it kind of dulls my spirit. For other people, it, you know, heightens it for them. But for me, it's like a no-no. I can't mm. even. You just got to make sure you're not over that. Uh, so There's a over that line, I'm just like, God, yeah, man. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then I have to host an open mic. I'm like, I don't know any of your names. <laughs> where's the line, Wayne? Where's the where's the threshold? I don't. See? I, See, I, don't I don't know till I'm there. I don't know till I'm there. But that's you're gambling, man. You're playing with fire. I'm You're a gambler, pl- yeah. <laughs> He's a gambler. <laughs> what was that? Oh, Tracy my God. Who was the gambler? Uh, oh, I was thinking of Johnny Cash. Me, too. I was thinking of yeah. the rambler. God's going to cut you down? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, That's Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Oh. You got to know no when to hold him. Oh, hold that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that. We went. See? Yeah. No when to fold him. Would you? I would love to. No when to walk away. Listen, fam. 
It is great energy in here. It is a day of celebration and just kind of chopping it up uh, with our comedy family. I'm still giving folks a little bit of time to show up. They want Wayne at his $50, man. I will I'm definitely take saying, it. Wayne, like, Wayne going to get it. Come on, what, y'all. I'm not even saying a joke. Tab tonight. That's going to be what's up. Hope you got a show. <laughs> no, no. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so check it out. 1978. This one I like. This one I like. The Rolling Stones. Ooh. The Rolling Stones. Miss you. 1978, baby, it was a hot year. You're listening to Mental Speak. to the Mental Speak Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm your host, Latanya Davison, coming at you live from the Red Bowl on the Red Stream. Hopefully you're tuned in, fbrn.us, if you're watching us live on Facebook 
or you are listening to us from your Fishbowl Radio app picked up in the iTunes Store or Google Play, welcome. Welcome wherever you are around the world. Today, again, is a day of celebration. I'm celebrating my 40th birthday. Holla. (laughs) I feel this one, y'all. I feel this one. Like, I feel 40. I feel 40. Somebody is calling in. Oh, snap. Let's see who it is. Call her. Who it is? Who there? I just wanted to wish LT a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, LT. I know that voice. <laughs> I know that voice. Hi, Thank you, dear. How I are just you? Called to wish, I'm, I'm doing great. I just called to wish you a happy birthday. You're nothing awesome. else. Oh. Nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing else. Nothing more else you want to talk about. Birthday, nothing else you want to talk about or discuss or get off your chest or. What's what's the show's episode today? Uh, we're talking about people who have been institutionalized by the system <laughs> and want to break free from the man and his grips on our societal uh, oppression. Oh, okay. Well, I'm out. Um, but it was nice <laughs> talking to you. Uh, I love you, Dan. Me. You're awesome. No, no, no. It's it's obviously it's Jamie Gravy's last uh, whatever whatever he's doing. <laughs> that Jamie guy. Gravy's I've had leaving. like a million lasts yeah. of this like in the past week or two. <laughs> it's his last hoorah. It's, it's yeah. No, he's leaving. Okay, cool. See you when you come back three weeks later, buddy. All right, it's not a big deal. I love the honesty. You Thanks know what, Dan? Love, Dan, Dan I'll preview for the roast. Just I want to send Dan. I'm somewhere. not even going to be there. You want to know why? I'm not even going to be there because I got another friend that's moving, <laughs> <laughs> and it's his going away party. A real friend. And I'm I'm going to that one. You well, it's it's Misty's uh, oh, best okay. friend, so gotta go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I can just I could. I could rest you right now. Uh, Jamie, <laughs> this is Jamie and I's relationship, the best way to describe it is him. he's going to New York. I'm the broom. I just swept him away. Aww. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. And now he's going to New York. And, and he's going to leave Lauren here so she, Lauren can be with the comic she was always meant to be with. The comic singular or plural? Yes, Kalana <laughs> Spiller. Yes, okay. Kalana didn't already lay dibs on it, son. Like she called dibs. Like Kalana called dibs. Well. What can I do? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> but Jamie, you didn't know. Jamie, do, do you have a plan, Jamie? Are you just going to just it, like move up there? It's like a halfway together plan. I've got a, I've got a place. I basically, I've already got bills, but no job. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so it's like now, except just a different location. Right. That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> it's like turning 18. You don't even, you just, you just become yeah. an adult, and then boom, there's the bills. Gosh, guys, I'll figure it out. Jeez. <laughs> what are you going to do that when you get to New like, York? It actually Napoleon? starts at 17. Yeah. 17. Oh, for you, the, you've moved out of your parents' place by then, because they just drove you crazy. You well, those I mean? are for so the ones that emancipate. Well, I just moved back in with my parents to save money, so I don't know how that makes me look, but that's that's where we're at. Okay, it's okay. You're still in your twenties. Don't do it when you're in your thirties. Don't do that. I'm cutting the edge. You know, that's when it gets kind of like, all right, you have like three kids and you've moved back in with us. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I wanted to call and wish you happy birthday, LP, and nothing else. 
no good luck to anybody. I'm not going <laughs> to. Better that sort. Listen. Always felt threatened by Jamie. What the so. beauty? <laughs> we all do. That's why we're. Some people. I'm, you, I guarantee you. Some people are so glad this dude is leaving. They're like, finally, man, give me some shows. I'm oh no, some- I've already hit up the bookers about his dates. That <laughs> That's what that Flame he said. He's like, I don't care that you're leaving. <laughs> No, no, no! I strictly went to my calendar. Like, oh, Jamie's leaving. Let's get some of these. Let's get some of these down. Is Wayne also there? Wayne. Wayne's up in this purse. What's up, Dan? Is and he's 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 battling for fifty dollars right now. He's not battling. It's not a battle right now. I'm the sole winner right now. Listen. Okay. I I mean, if you're close, I mean. No, no, no. Have the 50 bucks. I'm not going to do All right. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. <laughs> do, do I'm not going to do my set on the phone. People no. can call in and do Dan, this. Dan is balling, man. Dan's up here doing I'd rather Twitch. Just, I'd rather just call in and insult Jamie Gravy a little bit. I love it. Well, I love you it. You know what, Dan? I, under all under all that roasting, I, I can hear and feel that love, brother. So, I, and I appreciate. It. I love you too. I I'm going number two right now in my toilet. That's what that noise is. <laughs> Dan, where what you got coming up while you're on the line? Oh, oh, I couldn't call and promote my own stuff. That would just be terrible. Man, but it's outside in Fort Worth, August. <laughs> <laughs> 8 p.m. It's going to be Roxy Hayes from YouTube and all that stuff. It's going to be good. Um, and uh, and tonight, I'm actually going to be at Hyenas Dallas to hang out with Jamie. So I could have trolled you later <laughs> oh, today, Jamie. Yeah, nice. you think I'm just going to let you leave without you seeing me? Oh, Come good. On now. I can't wait. I better get a hug neck. You're going to get a hug. Yes, okay, I love good. you, brother. That's so I cute. It's going to look like success. a little koala. <laughs> Like, I, I hope you have great success in New York and uh, and that nobody takes you to an alley after a set and do things to you that I can't describe on Fishbowl. Well, I hope that does happen, <laughs> so that's kind of messed up of you. I'm kind of hoping it does, too, Jamie. More I've always material. Dan, that's what happens on the casting couch. You yeah. have it. He's he's going to a different level, Dan. This is <laughs> Yeah, that's how he got the Eddie Griffin gig. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old couch. They don't call it the green room for nothing. Yeah. You're going there green, and they handle business. Uh, yeah. You leave a little well, bit. Well, anyway, LT, <laughs> happy birthday, Love Jamie. You, Dan. I'll see you later tonight. Later, Dan. You in person. Sounds good. You guys take care. Have a great episode. Okay, bye. Bye, Dan. Okay, bye. Bye. That's Dan Danzy, y'all. Dan the main Danzy. Hilarious. His name was Dan Dizzy for the longest time. I'm dyslexic, I think. No, you were just drunk, Lane. You were a little lit. No, that's what was going on. Okay, so listen. We got this round. T- I like, you know, it, it turned into a round table. So we're going to do a round table. I was thinking, like, we're going to have people streaming out the door. <laughs> yeah, look, I get it, DFW. This is what we talk about. Like, you, you say there's no opportunities. This legit was an on-air open mic. Live. Look how what come, Wayne Bob did. How come LT don't be having me on her show? How come I don't <laughs> be coming on LT's show? I see she be having on him fools on her show. I could I could be funny. I could be on the comedian round table. Okay, I'm just doing hey, just to get on John's show. So. Free open mic <laughs> for the people. Fifty bucks. Yellow cake. Yes, I that, saw the cake. cake. Yellow there's cake, cake ninjas. They look so good. Yeah. Yellow cake ninjas. And so you know, but 
the thing about it is one thing I'm learning and I'm, I'm being taught here mm-hmm. and you guys are learning mm-hmm. is when opportunity comes, it's the people that walk through the door. It's going to be mm-hmm. the people that show up and walk through that door where no one else does it. And then you walk away with the win. And the people are going to be like, well, how come you could mm-hmm. do blah, blah, blah? Because you didn't show up. Yeah. You know? You and I'm not knocking it. Yeah. And I, and I hope, you know, it's not to be insulting or anything, but I'm just saying, like, you know, my goal is to, I know there's not a lot of opportunities for us as comedians um, in some aspects. And my goal is, like, to, like, we're in front of the world, you guys. Mm-hmm. This legit is a global platform that's going to be up it's going to be on the website it's going to be there people are going to know your name and they're going to be able to put it together so my goal was like hey come on and get your name out there let people know who you are mm-hmm. wayne holmberg exactly. hey. just saying but anyways he needs about to let him know but yeah so lauren i wanted to ask you this too i saw you what, I don't remember what month that was. I, I think that was the first time you had gone up. Is it the first or second time that I met you? At Arlington Improv, right? No, yeah, was that Hat Tricks? Was it oh, at Hat Tricks? Right, it was Hat Tricks. Yeah. Was that the first or the, the second time? F- was it a roast or was it me doing just No, it was you. I, I did two, two roasts before I started. Uh, and then I did my first ever mic at, that was probably my third real mic. Well, do we call it a real mic? A real mic. That's so questionable. Um, I did my my first ever open mic, uh, Fort Worth Hyenas. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of October last right. year, and then my next one was potentially hat tricks. I think it it was because Josh was there, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hat tricks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself like, this chick is like really good. <laughs> like you had the technique down, you had it going. Thank you. <laughs> is it something that you like? Did you practice for some time, or is it just been a natural kind of? Um, I don't. I mean, I I obsessively over prepare for everything. So I mean, I practiced whatever I did in the mirror probably at least one hundred and forty five times minimum before I'd go to a mic. I do a little bit less of that now. I kind yeah. of wing it way more. But that's just the way I felt comfortable doing it. At first, I saw mics as I want it to be like I'm doing a show because that's right. just what felt right. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get good at this if I just go up on stage and I'm like, whatever, you know. Um, but I see the value in that now as well. Like when you come up with different things in the moment. And I never did it so structured that I wouldn't add something while I was talking but I remember at the beginning being just very obsessively nervous about not going over my time. <laughs> I was just always worried about that. But um, it's a little better now. Oh. So from age 12, yeah. from the notebook until then, <laughs> right. it was just m- major obsession. It, yeah, like I've o- always loved yeah. stand-up. I've actually been really obsessed with it my entire life. And so the only learning about stand-up I've ever done is just watching specials nonstop, watching everything on Comedy Central always. And I didn't even hold a mic until this past year, at the end of the year. So, I don't know. I just, I think I just love it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. You're in the, you're in the gifted and talented. <laughs> She's in the gifted and talented yeah. class. Yeah. I, I was surprised first time ever. how quickly your rhythm of the way, you know, delivered stuff was yep. like there already seemed like Thank you. Like, That's yeah, awesome. the, the way the stuff flowed out of your mouth was just like, 
it's just the rhythm. Yeah, it's the only way to say it, I guess. Yeah, comedic cool. timing. Okay. Yeah, rhythm and timing. Yeah. Now, do you are you finding yourself because you did a you just recently did what we call a black room, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Sandaga. How was that experience? Yeah. Oh like? my god, so much better than any white people. Hands down. <laughs> I loved it. White people kind of aren't winning right now. No, like, not in any way. I mean, you know, not necessarily any fault of your own. Right. You know, it was your own. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah, debate. We're all hey, complicit. Yeah, at this point, that, I'm right. claiming all like my our heritages. You know, that's why right. we're always like, "Hey, listen, I'm got Native American." Right, there, right, right. <laughs> right. I'm Irish, so we're still. It's all our fault. They probably. treated us yeah. bad too. They treated us bad. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it was fantastic. I loved that room. Everyone is so. It's very interactive, and at least in my experience on that show, with every comic that I even saw go up. Um, because Alfred Kango was on mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. and M. Dot and a couple other people. It was great. Um, and <laughs> everyone's very interactive, mm-hmm. but not in an interrupting way either. Like there wasn't even heckling, but they did. It, anytime you asked a question, everybody answered. People would yep. stand up and laugh and clap and point at you if they liked what you said. And then that's right. That's right, oh, girl. So great. We get that from church. They, yeah, that, they're so fun. It is the like Jamie says, the most playful. Like that's the perfect word for that. Everyone just like, just wants to have fun. They want to laugh. Yeah. But if you're not funny, they will not. No. They don't lie to you ever. No, they do not. <laughs> Which you don't want. I I loved yeah. it. I can't wait to do it again. I'm doing it again August fourteenth uh, or twelfth, whatever is the Tuesday. Yeah. So the the valid was there quite a bit of validation in that then and obviously in that experience absolutely and a lot of um i loved doing it because it really highlighted to what works in white rooms that works really well and what in black rooms even there was one joke that really didn't hit and so i even asked at the end i was like so just so white guys don't or only white guys do that okay got it i was like so i only do white this in white rooms and then they were like yes like everyone was right. so excited they yes. love calling it out it's amazing yes and so i'm excited to see either if i can change that joke to work but it just wasn't relatable yeah so it was i love the differences it was so interesting that's something too yeah but with black rooms like you tell them like yeah that's so they're like yeah that's so yeah, exactly <laughs> You show right that did suck. Now go on and take that back to where you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on, baby. That's right. But no, I thought that was awesome that you and you know for you to because I, I think I don't I don't know a lot of people might not venture into that realm. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It was it was ter- but you, you could, did it. Jamie was there with me and you could I was like he was like I'm just gonna let you be by yourself for this time before I was so nervous because. If they don't like you, they're going to tell you. Yeah. You know? But that was a wonderful experience. It's the ultimate. And uh, so, are you gonna are you gonna try Apollo? Yeah. If they if they allow me, <laughs> let me come. I will be there. And just lay into them. Yeah, you know. Let them know what's up. I mean, that you know what's weird is when I was a kid watching stand up. You know, I watched a lot of uh, you know Showtime at the Apollo and stuff like that. And uh, I, I guess it wasn't later on in my life till it registered that it was a you know uh, it was a it's a black room yeah. you know mainly I just didn't it didn't really dawn on me until I started getting into comedy and like later on in life as I realized oh okay that's a whole different demographic there and that's why it's tough and you know the way it is but as a kid I always wanted to be on that stage you know yeah I was just thinking to myself um, b- b- white people at the Apollo. There seems to be a little bit of an advantage, though. It's kind of like really? I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, really. Because That's so interesting. I think that 
from what I recall, there always seemed to be a little bit more like if you're willing to come into this room, you know, as a white person mm-hmm. and lay it all out on the line in front of this black audience, mm. like, okay, I heard they, we they gotta give you, give a, you a chance. Yeah, they give you, yeah. they give you a chance. A yeah, that's because it so takes kind. a lot of guts <laughs> to go in front of a predominantly black audience. Knowing, I mean, the risk, right? Right. But the reward is great, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, they, it's like they seem to be harder on their own kind. Like you know, I mean, walking in there, and then they're just like, man, this guy, you know, yeah, whatever. His shirt's messed. His shirt's wrinkled. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it might be, they'll call it out. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I kind of have felt that myself because I'm not. Um, I am a. You know, I'm I'm not your typical black chick, right? I'm I'm very quirky and kind of out there and it is it's kind of like okay girl i don't know what you're talking about you know necessarily one of us and so there just has but I, what that taught me is and what other people have taught me to do is be true to myself you know i had to learn just to accept myself and all that i am and the way that i do it and then just present it you either receive it or you don't mm-hmm. you know and once i started to really accept who i am where i am when I, now i can do a black room Right. Because they're not looking at me to be like them. They're looking at me to be like me. Mm-hmm. Right. And just giving my truth. Yeah. Okay. So it's been it's been an amazing journey and trying to figure that out about myself. So but I definitely I want us to talk about that. This is um, every show. The amazing thing about this show is each each one evolves into its own thing. I may have in my mind what I want it to be or how I want it to go. And it ends up becoming something else. So I have like these great minds here. This has turned into a comedian roundtable as opposed to the open mic that we were gonna <laughs> that we were gonna do. That's perfect because I have some great minds to pick. What I want to do when we come back is let's get a little bit deeper into our comedy philosophies and and uh, and how we see it. And we're gonna keep talking to Jamie about uh, his plans for New York. And, uh, you know, what's to come on that. I want to throw out there to you, fam. You are more than welcome to join me this evening. I'm already dressed in my 80s garb. I don't know if you can see my <laughs> my uh-huh. bright. I don't even know the color. I don't even know the color. I don't know what it is. I, but it's the 80s neon yeah, thing. It is. Hypercolor, like almost hypercolor. Salmon? Like That's good. I was going to say coral, it's but like not some, you're right. See, it they is. call it's it salmon. coral in the 80s. It is. All right, we'll call We'll go with We got to go. We got to go. Coral. We got to go with the origins. Yeah. All right. But the, the fact of the matter <laughs> is, is the M80s are going to be playing tonight. It is all 80s. All night long. Nice. Right in my heart. Right in my heart. (laughs) And so we are going to do that. (laughs) You guys are more than welcome uh, to join at Fat Daddy's Fort Worth this evening. Nice. Come on out and have a good time with LT. Celebrating my 40th. Celebrating Jamie Gravy's transition to New York. And... Probably going to be giving Wayne Holmberg $50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that money, Wayne. That money. And eating cake. <laughs> You're listening to the Middle Speak Show. We will be back. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Middle Speak Radio Show, the Fishbowl Radio Network. <laughs> I'm your host, Latanya Davison, on this 
amazing, wonderful, wonderful day of celebration and Happy just birthday. honoring. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is my 40th birthday. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I really am. I'm just really grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for friends. I'm grateful for love. I'm grateful for truth. I'm grateful for the sun and <laughs> grateful for the moon. And I'm grateful for comedy. And I'm grateful for yellow cake <laughs> and <laughs> balloons. And nothing else that's not on that list, y'all. And nothing else. That is it. <laughs> that is it. I have Miss Lauren O'Reilly sitting in. It, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I was like... Because I have a niece well, named Lauren. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, that's not her name. <laughs> Brain. Uh, hi, Wayne Holmberg sitting in as well. About to win this $50. About to win this $50. <laughs> and Jamie Gravy. Yo. Our homie who we're getting ready to uh, send farewell off to uh, New York. And um, we're all sad about that. You know, thanks for this best of luck balloon, but I'm a little salty. I just noticed that it's only you only cost you two dollars and forty nine cents. And you know, if you're gonna spend balloon money on me, I hope that it's very expensive balloonery. Yeah. So well, next time. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna bit, tell you what. That was the best that Tom Thumb had to offer. Well. And. Uh, well, it's not good <laughs> enough. I <didn't> just accept <laughs> it because that's what the hell was in the damn Tom Thumb. You sure flower. are bossy all of a sudden. Floral section. See, how he got all bougie. Two forty nine. What is Look, this? <laughs> we get to the first hour. He's all humble. Right. Second hour. He's like, this is what it's like yeah. when we hang out, guys. This is what Thanks. it's like yes. at home. I'll all pop the this balloon. What is this? You should $2 hear what he said about all of you. Forty nine cent balloon. <laughs> They're going to let you have it when you get to New York, buddy. They're going to let me bring the balloon in? <laughs> yeah, you can have it. I can have it? You can no, have it. with that bouginess. Oh, 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 they, don't, oh. they don't play that up there. I'm already getting the attitude. That's what this is, is uh-huh. the New York attitude. I'll, I want get to you, get you prepared. But no, um, you know, I, uh, again, uh, on mental speak, uh, for those of you who tuned in for the first time, just to reiterate, yes, each week we typically are talking about mental health, emotional issues, societal issues, uh, but this week, birthday celebration, nothing but love in this room and and discussing uh, comedy. It was going to be an open mic, but it has turned into a discussion. I got some great minds here, so we're going to, we're just going to roll with that. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Um, I want to ask you guys, what, what do you, if you had one word to describe the DFW comedy scene, what would you what would you? How would you describe it? Getting bigger. <laughs> bigger. Yeah, it's growing. Okay. Sure. What else? That's yeah. two I see a lot of new faces every time I go out. <laughs> of course, I only go out, yeah, out sporadically. But <laughs> uh, I'd say intimate. Intimate. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say interactive. Everyone is extremely active with each other. Haul up in each other's business, just like nonstop, but not also not always a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is an element where if people need help, people are really interested in helping them. Like right. we've we've had one tragedy since I started, and the response to that to me was unreal. Mm. How like united everyone came, and yeah. it's like kind of like a family because it feels like we have our fights and our problems and stuff yeah. like that. But when it's really necessary, everyone comes together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that's a good point. I think so. Well, um, I I think supportive 
is a word that it can be uh, intermittent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. you said, there's there sometimes we're we'll have some hating going on. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of jealousy. But like I said, that's a family kind mm-hmm. of relationship, right? But it's not super cutthroat. I don't think out here either. You yeah. know, there's not people like effing people over just to get gigs or anything like that you yeah know, or talking down about people just so they can make themselves better yeah i haven't really seen a whole lot of that there's it's out there i'm pretty sure but i haven't seen any of it personally yeah i i, I will at least agree that i mean people i've definitely i've seen some people kind of throwing people under the bus but i haven't seen it necessarily work in their favor so like <laughs> yeah I, you know like i don't i don't think people are necessarily like you said like doing something malicious and then stealing a spot or anything like that. I haven't seen any of that going on, which is, which is refreshing. Cause I, like you said, I've heard other places like, you know, New York, for instance, or LA, I've heard is a lot more, a lot more cutthroat and a lot more political. So yeah. I'm not looking forward to that part. It seems to me like it requires a, uh, you know, managers who are, who actually respect the craft yeah. because if they respect the craft and they understand Politics are going to be a natural part of any industry. We know that. But if they can manage the political kind of, you know, climate, I think it eases it for comedians. They can try to be at least as fair as they can. Mm-hmm. I know there's only so many slots at the improv. There's only going to be so many slots at Hyenas and some of these other clubs. Um, just be real about it. Yeah, just just be, yeah, be, be straight up about what you know what the likelihood is for somebody to get into those spots because mm. my understanding is they have a set amount of people that are hired right for that that they only have so many slots that can be filled there's only so many shows there's only so many yeah. shows but there's only so many comedians that they even call on true mm-hmm. right the rotation right. even is, mm-hmm. is can be small right but i don't think it's but i think it's always ever changing though too you know i mean uh, just from it's hard to say, though, you know, just because of my short time, you know, in the scene, you know, I still feel like, you know, it's just been a short time. But, you know, I've seen still some added in a little bit, little by little. It's a slower, a slow process, right. you know what I mean? But but what is nice about that, typically, if you're in that rotation, what I've seen is um, the ones that are that lose that being in that rotation usually comes from their own self you know what i mean a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot uh you know usually what doesn't happen is you get in a rotation and suddenly they're like you know what we just don't find you fun anymore you know that that usually isn't the case it's normally uh self-induced that that, you know so which is good news i feel like yeah i mean it you know what provokes us to even get into this industry you know you know what to expect. I think at this point, I think a lot of us kind of understand what it is. Check this out. August 17th. I'm just going to preempt this show. Will Sanamo mm-hmm. and Marvin Michaels are coming in to have the actual discussion from the manager point of view. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're actually going to have the discussion about managing comedians, oh, managing wow. comedy clubs, managing competitions. And this all stemmed from the Suru mm-hmm. kind of upheaval that, you know, we've all kind of heard about. So I invited them to come on. They both said yes. Awesome. Marvin's very gracious to come on. And we're going to answer a lot of the questions that I think people have. That is so cool. Oh. So we do hear. hear yeah, I'll be tuning in to that, that one really for cool. sure. And that's the whole point of what Can I want to do. Yeah. 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 And, and see, I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing is 
with this platform is if there's a problem, let's not avoid the problem. Yeah. Let's not talk trash about the problem and keep it going and complain, right? We could do that forever. Let's actually put it on the table, talk about it, hmm. and, and see if we can get some understanding. Even if we don't agree with it, at least you can understand it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I think that's great. We don't get how you know what their responsibility is. How can you knock something you don't even understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's great for new comics too. I think. Well, not even just new. Even for me, I would shoot. I've got a ton of questions about contests because they can be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, for anybody who's been in a contest that feels like, you know, heck, even if you won, you know, it's still yeah. a frustrating and intense, you know, experience. And uh, so that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind picking their brains either. Yeah. So I think the only reason I won my contest is I brought a lot of people. <laughs> I had like 10, 12 people, but... Hey, crowd loved you. Yeah. I guess the crowd loved it, too, and us, so... They could have turned on you. They could have. Yeah, they could have. I've seen that, too, where there's, you know, or you brought a lot, you know, a person brought a lot of people, and the expectation was that, well, those people just voted for you, but... Mm-hmm. You know, if it's fair, they voted for whoever they thought was most funny mm-hmm. and not even necessarily the person that, you know, came with them. It, there's just so many dynamics. It's any given night. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. Any given set, any given crowd. Yeah. That's why know. a lot of comedy competitions, it's yeah, obviously subjective and it's, there's no like going to be 100% yes or no or whatever because everybody's going to have a different opinion of what somebody did. You know, right. everybody is, you know, and that's just human beings. Yeah. That's very true. Do you guys find yourselves, um, do you ever have a moment where you don't want to do this or are, are you all in? You're all in? All in? Uh, I have I had my doubts, but yeah. Um, I don't have enough, we don't have enough time to go into that about yeah. what I got going on with that. So. Yeah, you, you don't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all in, dude. You're, you have an apartment in New York. Like, hey, shoot, I might just open up a pizzeria. You don't know. Hey, I, I pizza <laughs> sells in New York. Yeah, yeah I think you could be. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be a Texan that goes to New York to open up a pizza joint. <laughs> I'm sure I'll make y'all it. Come, start with, start with y'all the pizza come in and try this yeah. pizza. <laughs> with a brick oven on the side of the car. Y'all know us Texans do pizza right. That's what that's, we do. That's right. That's right. There's two things we know how to make here. That's barbecue and pizza. Pizza. <laughs> No, get yeah, a brisket cart. <laughs> yeah, bris- oh yeah. So you never know. I, I mean, I, and I just ask that. I always ask, you know, if it's something that you ever have those those doubts, a, a, a sense of doubt that this is not what you want to be doing. Because the ultimate goal now is what? What's the what's the ultimate goal of comedy? Netflix special. I mean, I yeah, shoot. That's ideal. Yeah, special would be nice. But I mean, what Kevin? Hart, well, I was gonna say what Kevin Hart's got going on. I mean, that dude. He's got a Comedy Central show that showcases comics all around the city. You know, we just had yeah. them film the Dallas episode. That, to me, is like, that's how you know you've made it. If you're creating a show that showcases people, that's that's how big his name is. Yeah. He's like, I'm not even really on. It's not about me. Right. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's how big your name is. You're not even doing stand-up on your own stand-up show. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mind-blowing. He's not trying to be a character. He's just letting it, uh, let other people shine. Yeah. Get their shine. He's so yeah. good. He's like, check out these people, though. You know? <laughs> and there's something to be said for that, you know, and I say that to anyone listening. There's That's huge because the number one thing that we're, we're taught here is you use your talent, get yourself to a certain level, help other people. 
Absolutely. But we find in this industry in particular, no, mine, mm-hmm. my gig, my friend who has connections, my manager, my night, my open mic, right? Yeah, I, I think it's funny, too. I think that dynamic almost makes sense when it's something so cutthroat. Like, I've heard a lot of people say, even way before getting into comedy, that comedy is the most difficult of the entertainment avenues. And I can see, it's it's funny, the the kind of irony of people not helping in the thing where you need help the most. But I get the idea, too, of getting up there and being like, oh, my God, what if someone, I did all of this work, and what if someone takes it from me? You know? Right. I understand that, too. But I think I think there are people helping, even around Dallas. Like, I, it's been really cool, some of the shows that I've gotten to be on, people who just kind of turn around and, like, I'm going to put, put on a show, and I'm going to put you on. Like, one of the first really cool big shows I got to do was not even a, a, a big show necessarily because it was a showcase style, right? Not trying to be like, oh, little big sh-. But like Alfred Kyango was putting, or still does, put on showcases at the improv and then that is how I got booked and did a weekend at the improv. Right. Like, that was unreal for me and so that kind of thing is just like uh, how could I ever pay him back for something like that? Yeah. Even just the stage time. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's just... But you did a really good on job on stage. I was there that night. It Thank was, you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And see that, it, it, think about that. So Alfred has gotten to a, a certain level. Mm-hmm. He has, and I think that's really what it comes down to. A lot of comics don't realize when you're in the beginning, mm-hmm. there there's a sense of lack. Right? There's a sense of, I have to keep this to myself to survive. Because if I, if someone else comes in, they might steal my shine or they might steal my spot when you've gotten to a certain level where, you know, you've already done all that you could do. It is time to give back. Mm-hmm. It is time to start to nurture and mentor someone else's career. And, you know, and I throw that out there, but I think even, you know, we're not at a certain level, but I mean, if I know of a gig that I couldn't do, or, you know, it's not necessarily my crowd or whatever, Call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Let so-and-so know because you never know when they will pay it forward mm-hmm. or they will pay mm-hmm. it back. Or they're there at the gig and they go, yeah, so-and-so uh, told me about this gig and, and let me you know, come here. It, it's You want your name out there in an altruistic manner. Yeah. You don't want to be that person that's hoarding right? You know, or, or trying to block other people's shine. Mm-hmm. It's okay to let other people... When you can't, eventually yeah. your your cup gets full. I mean, you you literally can't not you can't do it all. You know, you really can't. I think at the, at the beginning, I don't think it's necessarily a selfish thing to keep to yourself because mm-hmm. when you're brand new, yeah. you're learning. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like you, you need you literally need attention. You need water. You need growth. Yes. You need the sun. Right. You need everything. You need to learn. And then you get to that point where you've now been equipped with all these tools. Now you've got you, you have too much on your plate. You know, if you like like you know, I Alfred, he's a great example. You know, he's he's a create. And then he's he can create shows. I think right. that was a you know you know I like to read a lot and stuff. Um, one of the, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, he said, um, you know, there are many uses for a man of force, and a man of force makes room for many. I you love know? it. Yeah, and that's a, it's really what it's all about. You, know, you gain enough tools that you can start equipping other people around you, and that that's really I think the greatest form of power there really is. It really is. Let's talk about. Let's talk about isolation as a comedian. Do you find yourself as you're getting more um, more gigs, more, I'm going to use the word notoriety, it's local, right? But are you, do you find that it's a lonely path? 
doing comedy sometimes i think it can be mm-hmm. i think i think anytime separating from other people which is kind of how it happens yeah. right because yeah. it's just you on stage right and i'm incre- i'm an incredibly social person and i want everyone to have opportunities i want i think i this is probably very naive but i think there's enough opportunities for everyone who's working hard and is talented and i want everyone to get those things but um you also can't control that until you're at a level like we were just talking about where you get to give those things right so yeah. Um, I think I'm learning more. There are some comics that I've talked to that I really um, aspire to be like, and like local comics and headliners alike, but they, they very much keep to themselves. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so it's for one, not a way to get a good way to not get distracted, but for another, to protect yourself. Kind of. I mean, I hate saying that, but it's I'm I'm learning about a need to protect yourself. Yeah, you get it. So, you see it. Yeah. What about you, Wayne? Any any social isolation? Any kind <laughs> of like? Uh, I want to compare it to. I don't know if you've seen the movie Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. It's like getting into Project Mayhem. You know, you, you're left out on the porch for what three days until they invite you in, kind I of was. thing. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's yeah, that that it's some I'm working that as a new bit, but uh, only comics really kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. How much you like right? I can get totally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I first started, I was with a friend too, so we'd show up together a lot. So that really helped out, you know, me meeting everybody too, and getting I guess you could say in the click or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped me out, and uh, and also doing Butch Lord's sh- uh, class, you know, that really helped me introduce. Mm-hmm. A lot of things I never would have known otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, you know it's weird. I, I, again, at the beginning, I was maybe more selfish because I was trying to learn a lot. But also, there was um, there was a big part of me that felt very unwelcomed when I first started. So because of that, you know, I had a, I had a few friends. Usually, the people that you know. You know, some people are kind of just outcasted because they're new sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and a lot of comic, you know, veteran comics don't want to necessarily take anybody under their wing. And I get it. And I don't think we're saying that you should take new comics under your wing or anything like that. You know, it's up to you if you want to or not. But I actually I felt a little unwelcomed and just and maybe I'm also tough for taking advice. I'm not sure. Um, but that was great, though, for me as well, because then I allowed myself in isolation to work on my stuff and focus on my craft. And then it started getting good. Um and then now it's I kind of miss the isolation because usually like mm. like like Lauren was saying you know like before I said I like to I like to get my zone and kind of be left alone but then some people kind of want to talk about you you know what I mean like whether or talk to you about you about what's going on you know they want to ask about the Eddie Griffin thing they want to ask about New York I'm still like hey you know I got a show though let me let me go to work real quick you know let's yeah. talk later it helps to understand you know I think more so this the people that have reached celebrity status that they're not just being jerks right in those moments it's like that person is trying to get their bearings and they're prepping and then their head the way you were in your head you know just going up to an open mic Mm -hmm. you know this person is getting paid crazy money to be in the zone you know and to be on yeah, to be, so, on. For an hour. to be on for an hour. For an hour, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably one, two, maybe three shows. I'd say, yeah, in the same yeah. day, you got to be on consistently yes. for, for over a weekend, six shows in a row. That's that's not easy. Yeah, man, and that's 
it's so funny because I, I do this show and I'll have these conversations and then I'm you do if you're a social worker you do soul work while you're talking you're like oh shoot like oh I don't like that I don't I don't I don't love the process mm. I don't you guys love the process it's not just me I'm still kind of figuring it out I feel like I'm still such kind of a, a newborn in the situation so I'm enjoying figuring it out but um a lot of ups and downs of emotions <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a roller coaster yeah. all the time you know because if you have two shows if you're doing a weekend and you have two shows in one night it's like man that went great and then the second one you're like I should quit you know <laughs> like it's right. very quick roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it is the ultimate alchemy I say mm-hmm. it, it, it is a soul alchemy it is an inner work and and the goal with this is finding that balance between, you know, I think your darker aspects, right? You're not always going to be this bright, sh- sunshiny type of person. Mm-hmm. People are going to see that. That's something that I know, you know, I, I, I'm, I might be on and then somebody sees me on an off day. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm not my best self that day. Am I going to get judged because I wasn't doing best Latanya that day? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then that becomes, if that's people's first impression of you, that can be an issue. So it's like we're making ourselves public figures. And while you learn, while like you're while learning, you're growing. Yes. That's why I've seen, I've, I've seen a lot of um, comics, if they're in an interview or anything, talk about how they're like, can you not video me even if I'm traveling doing shows and then post that I literally wrote that bit today that's my playground time that's when I work on that because they don't get to go to mics because they're doing shows every Mm -hmm. day you know and so it's like that kind of thing it's like don't show everybody before I'm before I made it you know so I have it tweaked just the way I like it yeah yeah Yeah, because a bit that bit could have been like you said it could have been a day old Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. as opposed to five years old You've been telling it, you know, periodically you've got everything all worked out, all the ad libs, the way that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, you know, I throw that out there, too, to people that, you know, it's an area that we have to work on and not judge each other so much. In particular in the comedy community, it's so easy for us to look at each other and just size each other up at an open mic. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on with that person. You Mm -hmm. don't know what they're working out and what they're going through or if you see them on a Saturday night and they don't really talk to you. Right. You know. Right. You don't know what's going on in their home life. You don't know what's going on. You know? You maybe, have no clue. Maybe they're, them and their, their spouse has got in a fight. You know? No idea. Maybe maybe dad's sick. You know, weird weird stuff, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I want to, let's, let's, let's start to, to map out New York. Well, number one, you got the roast coming up on Monday. Mm-hmm. Roast coming up this Monday at Hat Tricks. At Hat Tricks. Right. Let's talk about the roast. <laughs> well, that's why I'm growing this out. Okay. Because I can't grow facial hair. That's why That's why I don't think this looks good, just for y'all. I was y'all haven't wondering mentioned anything. what was the, yeah. yeah. So you hadn't shaved today. How many right. days has that been This growing? is like, ooh, when's the last time I shaved? Don't that's say. That's a good point. At least five. Five at days? At least five days. That's five days that's, of hair? This is five days, yeah. I don't know if y'all can see this <laughs> Guys, at home. he's lying. He's been bragging about how good it looks. Like, every morning when he wakes up, he's like, look at this. I'm like, Growing it real nice. And I'm like, yeah, it looks great. Don't figure out to give it. 13-year-old kid. Yeah. 
Yeah. I totally feel like that. I'm literally just just prepping comedians for more material for the roast. We don't need like, more material. Here you go. Have some more. Thirteen year old boy walks by. He's like, Oh my god, look at all that facial hair. It's crazy. Everyone else is like, Do you have coffee? A little something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little schmutz. Been eating dirt. Yeah. So the roast is coming up. I am salty because I mentioned the roast. Remember, I was like, dude, we should do a roast. And you were like, yeah. And then I didn't end up on the flyer. And I was, <laughs> I was, feeling, I was a little salty because I did. Remember, yeah, I was did, like, I was like, what's up with a roast, Jamie? And you were like, oh, yeah, that's funny because we are going to do a roast. I'm like, sweet, cool. And then I was like, I'm on. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. He seems to have spelled it Lauren Riley. Uh, this is incorrect. Something, you know? Miss Personality. Right. Like, it was supposed to say LT. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, We're family. I'm going to so blame it on, I'm gonna blame it on the, got, the flyer fly. maker. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on the flyer oh, maker. Oh, he got, he got the eyeful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got it. That's Y'all right. saw it. That's, That's right. right. I was going to be in an... It, here's the thing. If you're going to annoy somebody, if you're going to be an annoying pest, mm-hmm. you just... You go... At it, and I, I think I reached y'all's threshold. Yeah, I, I went there. I wanted to just rub it in and make sure that Will knew, and you knew, and Will knew, and you knew that I knew, that you knew, y'all knew that I was supposed to be on that damn flyer. <laughs> so I'm well, I know you too, so I mean, Wayne. But well, you're getting. I didn't even ask, so I didn't ask. So. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, so you're you're coming though. Right? Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Because Lauren's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> We're family, man. I, you, I had to give you crap. Like, and you that's roast? About. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I've Alicia, seen it. I did Alicia's roast. Alicia Reeves roast. Well, I wasn't there for it, but oh, you were so damn sweet. I, I would be very surprised if you're a strong roaster. The, that's, a aren't we the wor- that's a compliment. See, when people say you're sweet, mm. they don't know. Mm-mm. They don't see the dark side. I'm sweet they too, uh, but I'm a it, bad roaster. Jamie is a very bad roaster. I'm terrible at roasting. I can roast chicken. Like, it's <laughs> about it. Can you? I don't even know. Can you roast chicken? chicken? Do you season? Do you like, season that roasted chicken? I do. That's what you I know, know. Hey, listen. You I go to I go to enough urban rooms chicken. where I season chicken. Okay. It looks listen. like he would season. try to microwave it like for thirty minutes. <laughs> <hours. laughs> put it then, in Tupperware and, and let it breathe. Boil it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make boil sure it. all the germs are off of it. Gotta make sure. Boiled chicken. Right up my alley. With nothing on it. Can't get enough of that mayo. Look. Everybody knows white Salt's people don't spicy. season their chicken. Mm-hmm. It's fair. No, I do. You season your chicken, Wayne? I season the out of it. What do you put on your chicken, Wayne? Uh, all kinds of stuff. If you Paprika, garlic, salt, pepper, okay. Okay. mustard powder, some little cayenne. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest okay. with you. Whenever I started hearing this, these jokes about <laughs> white people stereotypically not seasoning stuff, I was like really confused. Cause I was like... Well, not my house, because we have some good meals. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who these white people out here not seasoning crap, but they're giving us a bad name. Put some pepper on your stuff, folks. My dad, Come on, my Karen. Dad, my dad was one of those white people. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> no no flavor, you know. He's like, you can season it afterwards. I'm like, what? What is that? What? No. It's scary to some white people to put seasoning on their food, I think, because it's crossing the cultural divide. You're like... <laughs> 
You you know, yeah. I don't like Mexicans. I don't season my chicken. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, the more racist you are, the less seasoning you do put. <laughs> it's a, a spectrum. We can make a pie chart. <laughs> yes. You get where I'm coming yes. from. Margaret. Yes, right. I, I, I'm very on the racist seasoning level side because, <laughs> no. wait, because you don't count I'm allergic to everything, right. which is the whitest thing you can be. Right. Allergic. allergic. Being allergic makes you racist. That is the, it makes the you borderline racist. With I would food. like to apologize she's allergic to racism though i am as well yeah i am allergic to can you eat cinnamon cinnamon's like no too high in histamine histamine is the chemical that tells you you're having an allergic reaction yes so basically that in my body is like more sure so you need to basically crumble up some benadryl yeah with the cinnamon yeah i usually just rub it all over my body like in in my eyes there's anywhere it can go gel form yeah instead of salt in a shaker i have crushed up benadryl and i just yeah i just i like to sprinkle it on all my food it's it's delicious if i'm being honest <laughs> Those kids used to parachute drugs in high school. You're taking it to another level. Just put it right in your eyeballs. Absolutely. That's where I like it. Straight to the eyeballs. That's where I like it. Y'all kids don't even know. Y'all with that lean. <laughs> Try Benadryl in the eyeballs. Try Benadryl in the eyeballs. Gangsta. Okay. All right. So the, the roast is on Monday. Yes. Hat tricks. Dress to impress. That's right. Don't be coming half-stepping. Will there be free pizza? No. <laughs> One time on a Monday, there's no free pizza. <laughs> like That's the right. most important day of all days, and no free salad. But there's get champagne, in. right? Yeah. What's the deal with the so, champagne? So, so it's free admission to get in. And okay. I'm telling you right now, I was even telling Lauren about this. I'm actually nervous about seating. I feel like mm-hmm. we're gonna not. I feel like it's gonna be standing room only. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a lot of people there. There's gonna be white tablecloths. Everybody's gonna be dressed up to the nine. There's gonna be fifteen dollar bottles of champagne all night long. It's nice. a special price they're doing just for this event. And I'm bringing Martinelli's. Popping bottles Come of sparkling cider. Hey. Sparkling cider. You're not going to get tipsy with us? Well, I'm not saying that. It's just I got to, you know, <laughs> you got to represent Balance it out. Gotcha. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Um, Duality. We're going to. Uh, we're going to do some raffle prizes as well. We're going to support local businesses. So we're going to be giving out some really great prizes. Very cool. Uh, so you have some sponsors? Yeah, yeah some sponsors. Nice. Uh, a distillery. Uh, working on a brewery still as well. Um, we're going to give out some clothes, a cash prize, all in the raffle tickets and stuff. We're going to have uh, a DJ, Rhino Mike, from LNA Comedy. Yes, he They're going to be the DJ on the ones and twos, hosted by Elias Ashley. And again, the lineup... The reason why I chose the, the the way I made the lineup look the way it is, and here's here's was my thought behind it. If you'll notice on that lineup, you'll see comics from every click. It's very diverse in the DFW comedy scene. It's we've got very comic, we've got Denton comics, we yes. have DCH comics, we have hyenas yep. and improv comics. Oh, and I wanted to clicks. bring them. Uh, you know what I mean? All the different clicks. <laughs> oh yo, hey, don't be set tripping up in there. That's right. Well, you know? there's probably some former cooks. Yeah, don't be hey. trying to go up in there representing. Okay, you know we're all on saying? one roof, one blood. This is it's all comedians that night. You know what I'm saying? I'll be coming up in there like, what's up, Denton? What's up, DCH? <laughs> Y'all want to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you'll be set tripping be like in the, the Jets and the Sharks. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we're gonna we're we're literally gonna have managers from clubs there. You know what I mean? So from oh, some of the hell. comedy clubs. So it's like it's really gonna be a really is great Butch Lord night, gonna you know be there? I, mean? I don't know if Butch will be there. I'd be glad to have him. I hope he does. Uh oh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm saying we're gonna we're. I don't even know Butch Lord, but his name just sounds gangster as hell. Yeah, it right? is. You know yeah. what I mean? It sounds like it's about to yeah. just. He's yeah. He will. People power. gonna come walk. He's, he's 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 yeah. <laughs> he's, it sounds like he, like he needs like an intro whenever he walks in a room. Ladies and gentlemen, Butch Lord. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god okay dress to impress so yeah. dress to impress no set tripping $15 bottles of champagne all the clicks from the DF dub are gonna be in the house so Mm-hmm. Louisville, Texas. Louisville, Louisville Texas. Holla. This is going to be the nicest event ever thrown at Hat Tricks. Yeah. Ever. And the last. Yeah. And the, very true. And possibly the last. Because <laughs> this yeah. should not ever be happening at this establishment. Right. Yeah. That's why we're making it happen on a Monday. But isn't that what comedians do? We mm-hmm. we bring out the... Make it weird. Yes. It's the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. You should not be wearing a dinner dress mm-hmm. or a dinner coat mm-hmm. at a sports bar right such as hat tricks you know man it's gonna be it's, it's just gonna be so tacky and that's what i love about it yeah, it's just yes. the tackiest stuff i could think of you know tacky and hat tricks just. wear your sleeveless tuxedo shirts yeah yes i'm hoping for at least like four of those you know what correct I mean? his comics, comics don't have enough money to go get a real tux so i'm expecting the t-shirt tux a lot you got to do it, y'all. Listen, we are not done yet. Uh, we're still, uh, you know, having some real, I love it. It's intellectual discussion, comedic discussion, and just celebrating our friend Jamie. Uh, we're really going to miss him. Uh, I, I, I think there's so much room. You know, there's a lot of talented comedians here in this area, uh, but there's going to be a little bit of a void. It's gonna, we're gonna feel it, and then we're gonna send Lauren off behind him, and then, and then, then, then what are we gonna do? Then what are we gonna do, people? You're getting the apartment ready, Jamie. He's getting the apartment ready. You know, she's picking my drapes. It's like what? Because I'm like, allergic to drapes. Listen, not, I was gonna say, you know, the mites. She may not be able to season your chicken, but she can pick your drapes, y'all. <laughs> we're not done just yet. Keep hanging with us. You're listening to Mental Speak. 1978, suckers. She was mine, I used to neglect her Oh, no. As a matter of fact, right away, my.
Back to the Middle Speak Radio Show on the Fishboat Radio Network. Woo woo. LT. Got Lauren. Got Jamie. Got Wayne, who's about to be fifty dollars richer. Killing it. What? Okay, Wayne. Yes, ma'am. You got to earn your money, though, homie. All right. All right, <clears throat> Wayne Holmberg, fam. All right. So I've had the same phone number for so long now. It just seems I'm not bragging, you know. I pay my <laughs> bill, but you know I've had this number for so long. I kept on getting the same call asking for a specific name, and I just never understood. Like I've had this number, I keep on telling them no. They're not here. They're not here. They're not here. So I finally, after seven years of getting the same call from <laughs> Washington State, they asked me for D, and I was like. You mean D's nuts? <laughs> and they stopped calling me immediately. <laughs> it happened overnight, it seemed like. And I did, I'm, thank God that guy came out with that internet clip, you know. <laughs> he told me to put two and two together. <laughs> and I, I'm a little behind the curve on that, but <laughs> that's been out for a while. So, and also, I'm trying to, you know, decide, like, when I should admit to my boss that I use drugs. And I'm going with almost or never, <laughs> because yeah, unless I'm working at a gas station or fast food, if you want to keep a good job, you just never admit that thing to a boss. <laughs> but the good thing is, I do have stepkids, so I always have a source of clean pee. So, <laughs> <laughs> dad of the year over here. <laughs> but as long as I'm not doing meth, I think I am dad of the year, you know, or beating them. I mean, yeah, it's it's the easiest job being a stepdad. <laughs> And I came in at the good part. I didn't have to change any diapers, do any bottle feedings. <laughs> and they didn't wake me up in the middle of the night. If they did, I would just kind of like kick them off the bed and be like, oh, they're on the floor in the morning. What's up with that? <laughs> Dad of the year. <laughs> I am a limo driver part-time. Um, it's some of the easiest money. Uh, I have got a lot of weird questions. And we can both sometimes see each other at the low moments of both of each other's lives. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> How long I got? <laughs> okay, I did say two. To, I said two minutes, right? Yeah. I said two to three. Yeah. And okay, that was that was two minutes. I think okay. we started at six forty. You got you got another bit? Yeah. Let's see. I think you earned your money, man. So we always work with people we don't like, and I worked with this one guy, this a hole named Dan, and you'd say good morning, Dan, and he'd be like, "What's so good about it?" And he always smelled like cigarettes and Budweiser. Mm. And he always had a five o'clock shadow, no matter if he had shaved that morning. Immediately, <laughs> five o'clock shadow. Drove a beat up truck. And so a pretty girl happened to be walking by one day, and Dan was like, I'd like to give her a little dick. And I was like, Dan, you got a little dick? <laughs> He's like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so in the bathroom, I wrote, I wrote for, a little, for a little dick called Dan. <laughs> Beautiful. Nice. That's that's it. And thank you. Was that Dan Danzy? 
Burn. I like that the roast occurred on air and Dan's not going to the roast, but he was able to participate. He had to get in a roast. That was great. Digs in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and Wayne's final bit potentially roasted Dan. Mm. That was see the how best that came part. Circle, circle of life. Full see? circle. circle. I just don't want to think about Dan Danzy's dick. So here, <laughs> and now we all are. Here is a fifty dollar Visa gift card. Yeah, that was just earned. Now it does have a five dollar ninety five cent purchase fee. Uh, at the time of purchase, <laughs> so that was for you. You had a you when you bought it, you paid that capitalism. Bucks. You paid no, that I think yeah, yeah, five dollars and ninety five cents. So, uh, but it's the really point, like fifty seven, fifty four. Yeah, yeah, but right? but the the the, the point is, you know, um, no one in Dallas Fort Worth can ever say that LT did not offer opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's very true. You right? Mm-hmm. So I heard opportunity. Wayne came knocking. LT right. had me on nice. her show. Oh, I can't be on her show. What? 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 <laughs> so, you guys just for showing up and and just bringing this amazing energy, so that we could one just thank God that I'm here. I'm yeah. Just, I'm happy just happy birthday. to be here. Yeah. So happy happy birthday. I'm grateful. And knowing that talent is is here and it's going to find its way. Mm. Like, I really believe, I really believe in you. And we've been telling you that, not just to blow your head up and not to blow smoke. And you're going to have people that come and go that are going to be like, you know, either going to hate or they're going to love either or. But in all truth, like, there's true talent here. And I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for all of you. Like I really am. Like I, I, I really wish the best for you. And um, man, please don't forget the little people. <laughs> like you know, don't like it's cool. You leave us off of flyers and stuff like that. But salty. <laughs> 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 oh, and I thought she was a bad roaster. I was just gonna say. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, yeah. First of all, um, we both have big birthdays this year. Yours is 40? Yeah. Mine's 30. 30. I'm about 30. to be a big 30, 30. coming up. But, 30, 30. I um, uh, also just rub it in the fact that, you know, I got 10 on you. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. she's got 10 on you. Yeah, yeah she does. She mm. has 10 on but I have, I have about as much facial hair on my chin. Oh! <laughs> Boom roasted. <laughs> Boom roasted. But no, um, yeah. you know, I remember going back to what you were talking about earlier about where we met at the improv and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, that was before I was working for any club. And, the th- you know, no one was trying to blow smoke up of me at that point because no one needed to because uh, nothing was happening for me, really. And not, I'm sorry. Things were, were in motion. Things were really good. Wheels Things were, were happening. Turning. Wheels yes. were turning, but I, I wasn't working for clubs yet when we met. And uh, the things you said to me, the way you encouraged me, are things I won't forget, and you you genuinely made helped me believe in myself, um, and so I won't forget that. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate your friendship, and and, yeah. and what it's turned into has been awesome. And we've had so many conversations, you know, about comedy and about just life and and certain things like that. And you know, and 
I just really appreciate you, and uh, I love what you're doing here. I mean, I'll speak. It's awesome. Thank you, sir. And I'm really glad that you Thank have you. this. Uh, happy you. birthday. Thank you. And I'm glad it was, I'm glad you, that it's you. I'm glad you guys are here. This, I just believe divine providence, and, and it was you guys here today. So, as I always tell Mental Speak family, show is going to be uploaded. MentalSpeakRadio.com will be on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and PodSnack, I believe it is. So we're, we're pod, so you, Wayne asked, it becomes a podcast. Okay. We're live. We're live it, right now at this moment. No, but. this, this is the real deal, Wayne. This is like, <laughs> like podcast is here and we're like, here. <laughs> we're like, you know. I could dig it. I could dig like, it. Like, yeah, like that. Next level. <laughs> so there's a little next. Yes, the like, very next level. Right. It's the next piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, post it. Wayne, post where it. you got next? Where are you going to be next? I'm going to be in the Mr. Thickness contest at Yeah, Hyenas. buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> where, I guess I'm where? just fat enough for this competition. <laughs> you got to put I more I have been eating really up. horribly for hey, it. Season your chicken a little more. And Everything like in bacon fat. Everything in bacon, bacon fat. Cooking in bacon fat. Yes, yeah. sir. Tony Sachery's. Cajun seasoning levels it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Podcast here, <laughs> right? This is where your seasoning's at. Yeah, <laughs> needs to be. Tony's is here. Yeah. Okay. But come out to the Mister Thickness contest at Hyenas at Fort Worth. I believe it's August, sometime mid August. I should know the date, but I don't. That's okay. Woo! That's how much of a serious comedian I am. Wayne Holmberg and the people. You have a website. You got. Uh, I, I am currently working on WayneBob.com. Okay. I do own that handle, but uh, you can find me on Instagram at WayneBob and Wayne Holmberg on Facebook. Very good. Yeah. Where you at next, ma'am? Uh, I am in Deep Ellum uh, doing a show called Almost a Comic on Sunday, August fifth. That's Armory DE. And then I am on the Sunday the twelfth. I will be at Addison Improv. And uh, no website at the moment, but uh, mainly Instagram. So at Lauren R E I. So L A U. You got that? R E N R E I. That's it. R -E -I. That's the end. That's all that smile. And so for you, you you've got a last gig before the roast. I do. So it's actually yeah. this weekend. Okay. So all this this whole weekend, I had a show last night. I got two more tonight and two more tomorrow night uh, at Dallas Hyenas. I'm featuring for um, Jose Sardui and hosted by the MC is uh, Tony Casillas. So it's, we've got, got a great night. Our it's, our uh, yeah. Dallas Hyenas this weekend is, is lit. Uh, but then yeah, and then the roast on the on the thirtieth. Yeah. And if you're in New York, August twentieth, come see me at Gotham. I'm on a showcase. That's oh. no time that and and i hope that that's what's left um for for those of you listening that you know particularly our up-and-coming comedians that it's hard work meets talent meets opportunity hmm. right i think that's the trifecta keep grinding yeah get your grind on and and i at 40 i think that i i do believe it that the best way to propel yourself is to get out of the selfishness and and as lauren said there's enough you know i think um the last show we did uh comedian roundtable they were like you know okay maybe there's enough to eat at certain levels but yeah. maybe just just be open-minded enough to think that it's not that someone's better than you or that they'll have a greater opportunity each opportunity is that's for you is for you right mm -hmm. 
it's going to show up right on time, commensurate with the same level as your talent and the hard work that you have put in because people are watching. Right. And there's people I, I'm starting to find out that there's more people that want to give to us than take from us. That's just mm-hmm. my experience. I don't know. It could be naive, but I rather believe it like that. So I'm just, you know, I'm putting that out there. If I would say my advice. Oh, my God. Like, I'm 40. I can like give advice. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Four decades. And just like that, she turned into LT the wise. Yeah. Like in a, oh, Yesterday, that's I was sage. a fool. No, that's so true, though, what you said. No. I like what you said about that. I mean, like, most most opportunities, most shows don't come with a gift basket. So take those shows that aren't pretty. Because honestly, because those opportunities, you meet people at those. And yep. then those people you meet at those mm-hmm. crap shows lead to another show and another show and another show until eventually you do go to a show that it gives you a gift basket. Yes. You know what I mean? So you got to take those shows that are crappy. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, each of you, for being here. Thank you, Middle Speak family, for listening. We got yellow cake waiting on us. Hey. I'm going to Fat Daddy's Fort Worth. Going to go get my 80s on, and I will be here next week. Probably going to be a far more serious topic than it was today. <laughs> We're going to get back to it. But, uh, but again, so grateful for your ear. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Thank you uh, for all the love and the energy and the support. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Thank All you, right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mental Speak. <laughs>